0: Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, aren't you happy to be in church? Amen. What a great night. You chose the best night of the year to be in the house of the Lord. I really believe that. I believe tonight is the best night to be at, at Greater Bakersfield, Pentecostal Church. I'm excited about being here myself. I believe we're going to see a miracle take place. Anybody believe in a miracle? Man, the Holy Ghost was in this house. Anybody feel it? Anybody feel it earlier? My, my. What God's going to do here in just a little while, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to my wife and, and hurry. She said, "No, you've done so good this morning, and um, let's see if you can do that again uh, tonight." And uh, so I know we got a lot to do, and uh, tomorrow is work day, school day, and uh, all of that. So I will do my best to uh, do what I'm going to do and get out of the way. Uh, but first, let me ask you a quick question: Is there anybody in the building that does not have one of these cards? I want everybody to have it. I'm not I'm not going to come check and see if you fill it out, but I want everybody to have one. Do you, Every child, every person, if you can write, we want you to have one. Anybody not have one? We've got a little guy over here don't have one. Where's an usher? He's got his hand up. He's got his hand up. Give him one. Anybody else not have one? Do you not have a card? We want you to be able to do it. <clears throat> but did you hear the vision that was just cast? What an amazing vision visionary leader that you have in this church aren't you thankful for great leadership Amen. I am I am so honored uh, to get to uh, work with him on the Global Missions Council and uh, he is he is a visionary leader and uh, he is he is always bringing bringing incredible ideas and uh, thoughts and and uh, I see it at work here in uh, this local church and uh, I know you're excited about being a part of that and of course uh, uh, his wife and man. I, I miss Peyton being here and, and uh, in London. And but it's Peyton. Peyton's here somewhere. Oh, there she is over there. You don't like them? Okay. But uh, anyway, what a great leadership family and what a great leadership team. Uh, all of the folks I was uh, privileged to set in on the uh, pre-service uh, planning and uh, such a great team here. And uh, I just I enjoy being here. I feel like I'm at home here in a way. I've been in a lot of places in California and there's a lot of places in California that a country boy from Mississippi don't fit. But here, it, I don't know if it's the agriculture and the oil and all that because that's what's in our world. And so I kind of feel at home. But most of all, I love the the wonderful desire and hunger to further the kingdom of God. And uh, that's what I feel a kindred spirit about here today. I want to I uh, tell you a little story. I'm going to rely on your memory. I'm not going to read it. Is it okay if I don't read a A a, a large portion of Scripture. Thank you to uh, all of you. You don't have to uh, continue to play. But uh, the the story uh, is found in the book of Luke chapter number 9. In uh, Luke chapter number 9, there was a large group of people that had come to hear Jesus teach. And we commonly refer to this as the feeding of the 5,000. How many of you are familiar with that? Help me out. Help me out here for a little bit. The quicker you help me, the quicker I can go. Because I'll, I'll keep talking about it until you say, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Section A over here. How many know what I'm talking about? The feeding of the 5,000. Feeding of the 5,000. Feeding of the 5,000. Okay. Now we're getting there. We're getting there quick now. Feeding of the 5,000. Everybody knows. What, everybody knows about the feeding of the 5,000. And um, uh, here recently uh, in in preaching to our local church, I, I was... Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. I have that that part of me. I don't know if I'm just so nosy or, or inquisitive or whatever you want to call it. But I'm always looking for little things in the Scripture that, that just kind of stands out. And at a moment, the Lord will, will begin to let me see these things. And I was reading through that story. And it was an amazing miracle. How many agree that it was a miracle? The feeding of 5,000 men plus women and children. Most theologians agree that it was at least 15,000, could have been as many as 20,000 or more. We don't really know how many people it was, but there was a lot of people. Everybody say a lot of people. Everybody say a whole lot of people. See, y'all sound like Mississippians now, a whole lot of people. And, and, and they were sitting there, and they were uh, listening to the Lord, and he didn't go 30 minutes. He went longer than that because they got hungry. Or either they was already hungry before, and uh, they, they wanted something to eat. And the disciples are, are, are trying to figure out what are they going to do because wherever Jesus went, he always, always fed the hungry. Read it through and through. You'll find out through the Gospels, everywhere Jesus went, he made it his business to feed those people that were hungry. It was just an, a unique thing. He always were, was a part of feeding the hungry. So here he is. He's got hungry people. He's got 20,000 hungry people, give or take, there that need food. And he's, he's looking around. They don't have enough money. And he says, well, who has anything? And so they found a little boy. Can I, do, I have a, do I have a young man? What about this young man right here? Will you help me out, man? You help me out? You got your card? Come on, you and your card both come with. Come up here. Is this okay if I use him? Who's he belong to? What's your name, man? Isaac, man, that's a good name. That's a good Bible name. So he he uh, somebody said, well, there's a lad here. I don't know how you could only have one kid out of almost twenty thousand people that thought to bring a lunch. I don't know what that says about the congregation uh, that come to hear Jesus. They needed to hear him. Just put it that way. And uh, one kid, though, his mama or him or somebody thought, you know, I might get hungry, and I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a little, little, little lunch to take with me. And so she got him, in, in my mind's eye, a little bag, and she put him uh, a couple of fish and some, some uh, we, we talk about five loaves. And when you think of that, I know, uh, and, and if I'm thinking of that, go with me, okay? You say with me? When I go, you go. All right? If I go back that way, you go back with me. Just just hang with me. And and so when I think of a loaf, I'm thinking of like a, a loaf of bread, like sandwich bread. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or, or a loaf of bread that you cut. And and it's big. And it's like that's not really what he had. He had maybe like five small rolls, like little little uh, muffins or biscuits in the south. He had little small five of them, and he had a couple of fish. And it was probably tilapia. It was probably something that was uh, known in the area. And he had that in this bag. And he had planned to eat it at some point. And uh, the, the the one of the disciples said, "There's a, there's here's Isaac, and Isaac's got he's got." He's got two fish, and he's got five biscuits. And he didn't argue. He just he, just gave, he gave what he had in his hand. He gave it to the Lord. Now, that's, that's an amazing thing within itself, that a child would have enough confidence and trust in handing, because he's requested to, handing him his sustenance and his life. We sometimes are hesitant when somebody asks, would you be willing to contribute to the benefit of a greater uh, uh, vision than just yourself? He had enough in his little bag to feed himself, but he is asked to contribute to a larger meal to feed 20,000. Now, he could have looked in the bag and said, "Uh, no, this ain't going to work. You're wanting my two fish and and my five little biscuits here, and and that's not going to help. Any anybody, you're just I'm gonna be without, you're gonna eat it, and I'm not gonna have anything. But that's not the way Isaac felt. Isaac said, No, I'll give it to you here. Take it, and so we took it. And the scripture said, I'm gonna condense this down. The the, the scripture said that Jesus blessed it and broke it, and he put it back in the hands of his disciples. Okay, are y'all with me? Then the disciples went. Go, just those three, don't give it all of them. I want you to go show, You do similar to what you'd be like feeding. Just like, can you do that? It's like, you don't have to actually do it. Just act like you're doing it. Maybe y'all will start an acting class. Just these three. Just these. Don't give everybody. Come back, just these three. Don't, don't feed everybody yet. There we go. So, so he, he get, y'all, they didn't take it. Y'all got to put your hand out. So he, he don't give them that. We got to keep that. That's the money, man. Put that back in your pocket. <laughs> And he gives it and, he, and, he, and he's given. It. And so do you think, do you think for a minute, that these 12 disciples had enough fish and bread in their hand? Jesus blessed and break it, put it in their hand. What do they have? They have a handful. Twelve handfuls. And they go out, and they're setting by companies. This is basically a company this is, a company. this is a company. This is a company. This is a company. This is a company, and they're all sitting down in order. The Lord always does things orderly. And so he has, he has each 12 go, and they start passing it out. But here's what it dawned on me. All of a sudden, and y'all probably had this figured out from the first time you read it, but this just happened to me, and I've been preaching almost 30 years, or pastoring almost 30 years, and it just dawned on me this week that the miracle did not happen whenever Jesus blessed it and break it. The miracle didn't happen when the mother cooked it made it and put it in the bag. The miracle happened whenever he put it into the hands of the disciples. Because out of their hands, it didn't run out. The bag got empty. Jesus took it out of his hands. But when the disciples would reach and he would, they would get a portion of fish, you with me? Okay, we're, we're serving this group. You get him. He give him a portion, they have another one. He give him a portion, you give him bread and I'm giving fish, okay? So I give him all fish, you give him all bread. Now we're going to get these over here. And we give, we give her. And, man, where is this? Can you imagine? Well, Isaac, can you look, man, look what's happening here. I have, I have just a little bit of fish and every time I break it and give it to it just keeps multiplying. I don't know where this is coming from. Have you ever seen anything like that? No, I've never seen anything like that. The miracle was in the hands of the followers of Jesus. Can I tell you, everybody got your card and see your hand? Hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, Hold up! hurry, hurry, hurry. Hold it up, I want to see all of them. Put them up, put them up. You want? How many of you want the miracle in your hand? you got to show it. Put, put the miracle in the air. You hold in your hands right now the miracle that's going to change the dynamics of this property. It's going to change uh, the face of missions in Africa and around the world. Uh, the mission of moving uh, the Bakersfield Revival forward is in your hand right now. You are holding the miracle. Last year, last year, nobody believed that we were going to get anywhere near 300,000. But you know what? God took you. and it, you, Well, how can this happen? I just got a couple of fish, and I got a few little pieces of bread. I don't have much. What I give is not going to make a difference. But you see, when we all do it collectively, it adds up to a massive blessing, and the miracle is in your hand. The miracle is in your hand. You gotta be willing to take what's in your hand, and you gotta be willing to put it somewhere. You see, what pastor's asking us to do is get involved with missions work around the world. He said, I wanna, I wanna finish this work. He just came back. He went to he went to uh, Zambia and he's seen the need that's there. There is there is a potential of, of of really changing the apostolic landscape on the continent of Africa. And we believe that it can happen in Zambia. You know, his vision is for the Bakersfield Church to be in on the ground floor of that opportunity. This is a great opportunity for this church uh, to imprint a continent, uh, not a a county, not a state, not a nation a continent, how many of you want the Bakersfields church uh, you want to be involved in the miracle of bringing end time revival to Africa Well, I I don't have much. Neither did Isaac, the little boy. All he had was a couple of fish and five little biscuits. But the miracle is in your hand. If you're willing to take what you have and put it back into the plan of God. You hold the miracle in your hand today. What are you going to do with that miracle? We see it. This story is repeated. As I, as I started getting this revelation of, of what it was like, I started finding out that it's all through Scripture, whether it was the rod in Moses' hand or whether it was the sling in David's hand. Wherever it is, the miracle is in your hand. God will give you what it takes to do the miracle. You have to take what you have and what you're able to do, and you do it, and then God performs a miracle. When the disciples started passing out the fish, it, was, it just kept multiplying. It kept, You are a disciple. How many of you in here are following? Followers of Christ? How many of you discipline your life to do what God wants you to do? You are a disciple. And so whenever you start beating out what God has blessed you with, how many of you are blessed? How many were blessed from last year's contribution to legacy offering? Uh, Let me tell you, don't stop now. Don't quit now. It's time to put it back. It's time to show it a little bit more and a little bit further. Let's affect our world in a greater way. God wants to use this church to shape the world. We're, I mean, we're just we're just us, you know, what can we do? I'm telling you, we just heard a report this morning of how many things you were able to do already from just one single solitary offering. You might not think it's much. You might not think that what you have to give is much, but whenever we put it all together, it will be an amazing thing. It will be a, an amazing testimony. I've already told the testimony of other places that I go of what God done here in Bakersfield last year. God wants to do it again. There's a miracle in your hand tonight. There is a miracle. You're holding that miracle. I want you to put it in the air right now, and I want you to pray, God, I want you to multiply whatever it is that I'm going to give. It doesn't matter if you're a little widow woman that can only give 50 bucks, or if you're a millionaire and you can give 10,000 or 100,000. You ask God, God, this is not enough, but I want you to take it and multiply it to the multitudes that's desperately in need. There are people everywhere. Everything that we do, vision of your pastor. I listen to it carefully. Everything that he's talking about doing is to further the kingdom of God. This is not building a personal empire. This is not about personal uh, growth and and development. This is about the kingdom of God growing forward. This is about the church. This is about the church, not just locally, but globally. It's not just in the state. It's not just in the nation, but it's around the world. You have an opportunity to sow into that kind of field. And I don't know about you, but I know God loves souls. uh, And whenever you invest in souls, uh, God will give it back to you, and he'll it down and he'll shake it together and he'll run it over. There's a giant waiting to fall, but it's going to be the sling in your hand. The miracle is in your hand. The miracle's in your hand. As I'm preaching, I want you to begin to think, what does God want you to give? You know, we, and I'm one thousand percent in agreement with Pastor about this. We're not we're not asking you to give the children's milk money. We're we're not talking about giving your your uh, your, your money that you're having to pay uh, your utilities with. We're not asking you to give that. But we're we're talking about giving something of value to the kingdom of God. Don't give God your leftovers, uh, but give God something that has value to it. And the value is not my value. The value is not your neighbor's value. It's not it's not anybody but your value. What is the value of what you? can give to the kingdom of God. God knows what the value is. The value is not calculated on how much you give, but at how much is left after you give. God is going to challenge you right now God is going to begin to challenge your mind He's going to stretch your mind to believe That if you can conceive it He can bring it to life If you can have the faith to believe it we're We're not going to come around and knock on everybody's door Well you didn't give your 25 bucks Okay so we're going to send the collection It's not like that You read on the card It's a faith commitment It's by faith You're going to give to the kingdom of God You're going to further the kingdom of God How many have a passion for this? You have a passion for mission. This church is, is, is it's, you're talking about a legacy. I mean, this before I ever came here, I'd done heard about this church. I'd heard about the leadership in the past of, of supporting all the missionaries. Uh, let's don't fall back. Let's don't let what the generations before us uh, done go unnoticed. Uh, let's take it one step further. We are ble- I, I dare say this church is blessed more now than at any point in its history. The people of this church are blessed and have more than they've ever had in its history. You know what? God is expecting us to step up. He has stepped up now it's time for us to step up he's put it in your hands what will you do with it i'm challenging you a little bit i'm pushing a little bit because i need you to see yourself as god sees you god has blessed you with the resources you have because he believes in you he trusts you he knows that you will be the funnel that you will you will become that conduit that god flows through to the world the world needs jesus and the bakersfield church is going to be that funnel The great thing about the leadership of this church, there you know, there's so many churches in the world today, and these churches have uh, they, they have these mega uh, buildings and they have mega staff and and, 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 and and you know really it's all about these famous preachers they become celebrities uh, and, and, and I'm not up here calling names and, and, and poking fun but most of them are building empires uh, most of them are, are 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 not interested in what your pastor is interested in and what the, the kingdom of God there's nothing wrong with, with people having things there's nothing wrong with that but we're not trying to do that here we're not trying to build some kind of of image, but we're trying to further the kingdom of God. And you hold in your hand, you hold the miracle in your hand tonight. Every one of you. I don't care who you are, I don't care where you came from, I don't care if you're a guest here, I don't know if you if you never come here, whatever you have in your hand right now, if you'd be willing to sow it into the kingdom of God, as I preach this morning, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you'll sow finances into the kingdom of God tonight, it is a promise of the word of God that he will bless you with finances back. You always reap what you sow, you always reap where you sow it, you you always reap after you sow it, and you always reap more than you sow. That is the four basic laws of harvest, and it will happen here. Now, this, this is how we differ, and I, I want to make sure that you understand that. We, we, are, not, we are not this, this, this crazy uh, a prosperity uh, doctrine that you hear the charismatics, and in their charismania, they're talking about all that. This is not what we're, we're not up here preaching that we're some kind of, of a casino for Jesus. We're not a pyramid scheme for Jesus. You know, you put it and you're going to get it back. That's not what we're talking about. We, we, this is not at all. But whenever you connect yourself with the work of God, the kingdom of God, the mission of God, and whenever you start saying, God, I want to be that person. And God is looking for somebody. There is a, there is a Solomon out there. There is a David out there. there. There is an Abraham out there. There is somebody that God's going to see and trust and say, you know what? I'm going to flow through them into the kingdom of God may start out as Isaac, as a boy with a couple of fish and and, and five little biscuits. But whenever you are willing to give what you've got, 20,000 people or more was blessed with one little kid's lunch. Do you want your kid's lunch? You want your little insignificant thing that you have? Do you want to give to the kingdom of God and grow the kingdom of God? We're not, we're, 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 we're not here to embarrass anybody. We're not here to make anybody feel bad. But we will tell you very clearly, it's not about how much you give, but it's the value that it is to you. If, you, if you're on a fixed income and all you can give is $100 or $20, you know what? God looks at that and he knows that that is a sacrifice for you and God's going to bless you accordingly. So don't sit here as, as a senior citizen and feel like, well, I can't, I can't bless anybody. I can't be a blessing because what I have is not much. But I don't know, you know, the senior citizens in Mississippi ain't like that. I don't know. I'm not going to look out there right now, but I'm going to tell you, them senior citizens in Mississippi, they're buying them big old diesel motorhomes. Them things cost a half a million dollars apiece. Somebody ain't paying for that on Social Security. I don't know where all that money's coming from. They've been burying it out in the fruit yard for a long time or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, if, 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 if you are, have been blessed your whole life by God, don't stop now because God can still bless whatever it is that you have. If you're willing to put it into the hand of God, God's going to turn around and put it back in your hand. And whenever he puts it back in your hand, that's where the miracle's going to take place. The miracle is going to happen when you start sowing it into the kingdom of God. When you're willing to take it and hand it out. You see, the disciples, they were giving it out, giving it out, giving it out, giving it out. But at the very end, do you think it was any uh, uh, mistake that at the end, the Scripture said there was 12 baskets, not bags, basketfuls. How many disciples were there? Twelve. There was 12 of them. So they were giving. They were not worried about it. They were just giving what God had put in their hand. And whenever it was all said and done, they were giving it out by the handfuls. Whenever they turned around to leave, they had, each one of them had a basket to take home with. So don't worry about giving out what's in your hand because God's got a basket waiting for you on the other side. God's got more than enough. God's got plenty. And despair. You're not going to bankrupt heaven. You're not going to bankrupt heaven. You can't outgive God. God is ready, he's willing, and he's able. So right now, tonight, the miracle is in your hand. I hope you got a pen with your miracle. Everybody got a pen? There we got something. I want us to pray right now. I want us, I want us to pray. I, is this the ministry staff up here? Is all the ministers? If you're a minister and you're in the house, why don't you stand with me and we're gonna pray? I want you, everybody in this room right now, I want you to take that miracle in your hand. You got it, Isaac? Where's it at? I want you to hold that in your hand. Hold it with both hands. And, and, and I want you to pray. And I want us to ask God, God, what do you want me to contribute to the kingdom of God? Men, we're gonna pray and we're gonna pray out loud. And we're gonna pray for these people. We're gonna pray. We we are we're God's people, we're God's men in this room. And and these people depend on us not not just to preach the gospel to them, but they depend on us. And, and let's do it. Your pastor has put the responsibility. He's recognized you because you, you've stepped out and you've made the commitment. So now we're going to do, we're going to follow up and we're going to pray. Will you do that right now? Just bow your head and grab a hold of that miracle. God, in the name of Jesus, you see all of these wonderful people in this church tonight. They're holding a miracle in their hand. They're going to be able to feed people around the world, not only feed them food, not only give them clothing, not only give them shelter, but they're going to be able to hear the word of God, the blessing of truth. And you said they shall know the truth, and the truth shall make them free. And, Father, I'm asking you right now to take what's in our hands. Pray it with me right now. God, take what's in my hand, and I want you to multiply it to the multitudes that are in the world. I want to be a blessing to others. I want to take what you bless me with, and I want to bless the kingdom of God. Pray for God to put an amount in your heart right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let's praise him right now. God loves a cheerful giver. Hey, you ought to be happy. Whatever God's put in your heart, God don't ever back up. The Bible, said, the Bible said when you've done all you can, just stand. If you can't go forward, don't fall back. Whatever you gave last year, purpose in your heart to go at least one step farther. Go a little bit more. I may have told this story. I need to start keeping up. If my wife was with me, she'd keep up because she, she keeps notes on all that stuff. And, and, and I may have told this story last year, but let me tell you one story before you fill that out. Go ahead and get your pen and get get you can get started while I tell you a story. We we had a we had a couple come to our church and and uh, the the man uh, he had he worked uh, as a kind of a co owner in a pest control business and uh, his wife was a school teacher. Did I tell this story? If I can't remember, I'm gonna tell it again anyway. So uh, if if y'all remember it, it's gonna be the same story. But but they uh, they they came and. And uh, they, they were raised, uh, uh, another denomination, they were Methodist. And they came to church, the life was broken, There was in trouble. And, the, and they came in, and uh, we, were, we were in the midst. I came here, honestly, I, I came here, this is after I came here, and I seen the school. And I thought, God, we can, a Christian school can be done right. You know, one thing about, I can say for, for the, the Bradfords and for Greater Baker School Church is is you folks set the bar high. I mean, everything you see that y'all do, you do it first class. It's because you you take pride in doing the work of God and doing it right. And and, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I believe we can have a school. I've seen they have a school, and it works. They have a daycare, and it works, and, and they're doing it, and it's it's working. And I believe we can do it. And so I started casting a vision. And as I began to cast a vision, this lady had spent 12 years teaching in the public school system. She, in Mississippi, public school teacher, makes about $48,000 a year. That's right, $48,000 a year. Her student debt... Her student debt was over two hundred thousand. How much is Karen? Where's Karen? Said, "Ask Karen. Where's Karen?" Okay, Karen. How much does a public school teacher make, California? But well, she'd been twelve years, forty-eight thousand dollars. She's teaching, and, and she was uh, in elementary education, public school. She had, she was, she, she was one step away from being certified to be a high school principal. She had spent. She had like two hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt, and been paying on it for years. She came, and and whenever I started talking about it, she told her husband. She said, "I am feeling a burden that I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be involved in this school." And when she started telling that, the her husband, he's working in a pest control business. He's making about forty thousand dollars a year. So they got they got 88000 dollars a year. Don't let me run over you. And 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 that's their world. And they're living, and they got, they got, four kids, three or four kids, and and uh, she's like wanting to do that. He's like, well, you got, you got, you got two hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt. We're trying to build a house, and on top of all that, he 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 lost his business in the pest control thing, and he had a mobile shred thing he was trying to do, and that's what he, they go around to all these lawyers and doctors and they shred. Well, he, he's, his brother-in-law was driving that one day. And they had shredded it, and somebody put one of those vaping things, what they think, in there, and it shredded it, caught on fire, and burnt the whole truck up. So now he ain't got anything. She's making $48,000 a year. And she's now talking about wanting to do the school. So God started, he, he was resistant to it. He's like, I don't know how we can do this. We, we so, so one day, after being at church, God got a hold of him. And it was a men's thing, and he he goes home and he tells he tells her he's crying when he knocks on the door. They're living they're living in a fifth wheel. Am I telling the truth? They're living in a fifth wheel. They're trying to build a house. He lost his job. The bank don't want to loan him any more money. They can't finish their house. And so, what do we do? How do we how do we do this? And now she's wanting to quit her job. I I'm just telling you how how it works. So he goes home and he had started roofing. He started roofing. And he said, I'm just going to tell you, go ahead and make plans that whenever they get ready to open school, that you you do whatever you feel like God's going to do. You do that. This was on Saturday. Monday morning, he gets a job. He gets a job, one job that was going to take him about, about a week and a half to complete, that his profit was going to be $48,000. God said, I can give you in a week and a half what your wife can work all year long for. so guess what we open our school guess who's the principal she is the principal of our school Somebody said their finances must have went into a downward spiral with all that going on. Oh no. Whenever they started being a funnel for God to flow into the kingdom of God, God started opening the windows of heaven for them. And they started flowing into the kingdom. They're, they're flowing into the kingdom. You know what? They, they told, they said, we, we, don't wanna, we, don't, we don't want any pay, and we're going to pay tuition for our kids. God's blessing us. She's not, she's not taking a salary, and they're not asking for their kids to go free. They're paying full, they're paying the full price, and God's blessing them with them. And I just just about a month, two months ago, three months ago, maybe it was, I, I was driving out of the church parking lot, and I told my wife, I said, Whose Cadillac Escalade is that? And she said, Oh, that's Julie's. I'm like, the one that quit her job? The one that don't make no money at the school? Yeah. That's it. That's a one. And in the first quarter of this year, his, his roofing business has already paid him about $4 million this, this year. God has started opening the windows of heaven. The same people, same education, same location, same everything. The only thing happened was they started flowing into the kingdom of God. Before they used to drink and they partied and they'd done their thing. But no, they didn't. They 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 just they changed all that. Somebody said, "Well, man, they must be giving everything they got into the kingdom." No, somebody got a new Cadillac Escalade out of it, huh? He called me. He called me and he said, "Pastor, he said, he said, do you think God would mind me buying a boat?" He said, "I ain't never had a good boat. I want a boat." I'm like, what do you mean? You, you he said, Yeah, I don't know. He said, This is all new to me. He said, God's blessing me with this money. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do the wrong thing. He said, I'm tithing. I'm giving. I'm giving missions. You know, I'm supporting. I, I'm not going to change into that. He said, But I'd like to buy a boat. I said, Man, if you want a boat, get you a boat. I'm thinking he's going to Bass Pro or something. You know, In my mind. He wasn't thinking about Bass Pro. So, a couple days later, my son said, Hey, Dad, did you tell that, he, that that you thought it was a good idea for him to get a boat. I said, Yeah. He said, "Do you know what he? Would you know what had he bought?" And I'm like, "No. I, I figured he just went down to Bass Pro and bought him a nice, little, you know, maybe a, you know, bass boat to fish in, or if he don't do that, maybe a pontoon for his family. No, he bought a 26 foot Mastercraft wake boat. If you don't know, I had to Google it because I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. That's a $260,000 boat." He paid cash for it, and they rolled it up. Not only that, they're living in a 6,500-square-foot house on 40 acres right now. Every bit of it's paid for, debt-free. There's no money involved in it. They are—they have no mortgage. Can I tell you, God can do it. If he'll do it for them, he'll do it for you. If he can do it in Podunk, Mississippi, he can do it in Bakersfield, California. It's a matter of whether you'll open up your hands and let it flow through you. If you'll let it flow through you it will you'll, you'll be able to bless the kingdom of God but you'll be blessed in the process. You'll be blessed in the process. He walks around like, man, I don't even know. I don't, I don't have any idea what's going on with all this. But you know what he's done? He's the miracle is in his hand. He's continued to give to the kingdom of God. He's we we done a similar offering than this, and and he gave. And I thought, my God, man, how where, where's this come? But he's just continued to do it, and God's blessing him. Can I tell you if God will bless these people? They're not hot. She's a school teacher and and he didn't. I think he's maybe got a couple of years, of maybe an associate's degree, but that's not what he's doing now. He's employing men in the church. There are men in the church that's making more money than they've ever made because he's doing good to them of the household of faith. And God is blessing more and more and more. He called me yesterday. He said, how much was he offering? (laughs) I said, I hadn't took it up yet. He said, don't forget to tell him God's good and if they will give, he'll bless him. He wants to share. He wants to talk about it. I said, where you at? He said, me and, and there's another new convert, another contractor. He had him, had him in the truck. Guy's been struggling. He come to the rock, wants to get in, wants to get right. He don't know anything about the truth. He's come, his wife's kinda of a little bit resistant to it. And he he said, man, he said one of my one of my suppliers. Uh, took us to North Carolina on a private uh, bear hunt. We are up here in in the mountains of North Carolina. I said, man, y'all going to miss church. He said, I am not going to miss church. You can believe one thing. He said, I left left after church Wednesday night uh, and I'll be home before church starts on Sunday morning. He said, because that's where my blessing is. I'm thankful for the financial blessings that God is pouring out in my life, but I know where it's coming from. I'm the same guy. I have the same it's the blessing of God, and I'm not gonna mess it up by being unfaithful. That's his mentality. That's why God's poured it out in his life. That's, that's one story. And, and, and as we start giving, I want you to write it down. Write down what kind of blessing you want. What do you want? What do you wanna give right now? I want you to start filling out those cards. And, and where's, where's my ushers at? Come on. Come on, my ushers, come up here. Come up here and join. I don't know how y'all normally do it, but but get, get your get your pans, get your buckets, get get your bags, whatever it is. Come up here. And somebody's gonna start raising their hand. Don't do it till you feel it. Don't feel. Don't put it on there until God gives you a number. I'm just challenging you to go one step further than you went last year. I'm so excited about what God has done already. And 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 I, I raise. I asked you to raise hands. How many were blessed from doing it last year? And there was two thirds of the hands in this building went up. And said you were blessed, forgiven into the kingdom of God last year. Look, that's all I want you to do. I want you to be blessed. I'm, it's not gonna, it, it, it don't make me any difference. This church has been doing this all along, but the pastor just told you there is no pressure. We're not going to try to take I'm just telling you, this is an opportunity for you to be blessed like you've never been blessed before because God is of no respecter of persons. So if you want the favor of God, you start connecting what it is that you have to, to sow into the kingdom. The kid had two fish and five biscuits, and that's what he had. He gave it to God, and the miracle that we preach about all over the world Is still being preached right now. I'm talking about it again in this service today. Whenever you get it, raise your hand. If you're in this section, I want y'all to come up here and look back. When you get your card filled out, I want you to raise your hand. Wave it, and these these men are going to start getting it. And then they're going to take it back there, and they're going to start tiling it up. This is
1: a 90-day thing, so you have 90 days to get this in. So you make your pledge, and then you have 90 days. We'll keep track of what that is. Um, you'll fill out both sides. One side is for you to keep, so to remind you. The other side is what you tear off. And the little side, the little card is what goes in the offering. So they're going to, um, they're going to collect all of these. Amen. And then we're going to tabulate that in the back. And then we're going to see what happens as we tabulate that. And tonight also, we're going to baptize two men, Brad and Emmanuel so why don't you guys go ahead and get ready to do that we're excited for these two young men Brad is has been amazing he's been faithful to the house of God and he's got a testimony coming out of prison he has not missed and he's not only not missed but he's also discipling others and so Emmanuel is his friend that he has taught Bible study to. so we're going to baptize them in Jesus name let's thank God for that hallelujah praise God praise God Hallelujah. Amen. And so they're going to collect that. And we're going to celebrate as they start adding it up. Amen. While you're doing that, why don't we just let's pray that what Brother Rowley mentioned here tonight actually happens, that we would be a conduit and a funnel of God's blessing and God's anointing. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you and praise you. Thank you that you have given to us opportunity to be blessed. But not only that, the real message here tonight is that we could also be a blessing in so many different ways. Blessing to the kingdom of God, blessing to others. We honor you and we praise you and we thank you. We give to you thanks and we know that you're a God that does great and magnificent things. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's clap our hands and thank the Lord together. going to tabulate that, and uh, we'll start throwing those numbers up on the screen here tonight. And Brother Rowley is supposed to continue. He's going to inspire us, and he stepped out of the building. Elvis has left the building. Okay. So, (laughs) amen, we'll wait till he gets back in here, and then we'll let him talk to us some more. This doesn't have to take long. Amen. Everybody, fill out your ticket and turn that in. Amen. Has everybody done that? Everybody over here? All right. We've got all of that. No, we're still still handing some of those in. Amen. Praise God. I want to be a funnel. I, I really enjoyed what he said today about closing your fist. If God blesses you and you close your fist, it stops with you. But if your hand remains open... God continues to bless other people. Did you know, this year is a milestone year. This year from, from 1943 to 2023 is 80 years, 80 years. Amen. And we don't want 80 years to just be some kind of memorial thing that happens. As a matter of fact, this year, when we were talking about the 80th anniversary, we made a determination that every service is going to be about revival. I'm thankful about the history, but we're not going to talk about all the historical things and all the stuff in 80 years. we're We're going to leave that to the 50 years of the school. But as it pertains to the 80 years in the church, we're going to have services that are promoting. Let's keep doing the work of God. Let's keep having revival. Let's keep moving the needle. Amen. Praise God. Paging Jerry Rowley from Laurel, Mississippi. Jerry Rowley. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Has God blessed you this year? Praise God. Has he blessed you this year? I'm thankful for his many, many blessings, and sometimes if we're not careful, we look around and we can complain about everything. I'll tell you something that's very funny and interesting. When I'm in Bakersfield, and I've been in Bakersfield for a while, sometimes there are some things that just grate on my nerves. There are things that I see in the circle, and I'm trying to figure out why in the world and how did we get here, and can't things change, and politically things need to be changed. And, and, and so then I, my, my, my understanding and me- mentality gets a little skewed until you go somewhere like Mexico, which I was able to go to Mexico. My son moved into a place, and so I went to Mexico for a while. When I got back, I said, Bakersfield is amazing and then I was here for a while and then I started getting the same mentality so then I went to Africa and being in Lusaka Africa for a few days when I got home I was like Bakersfield is nirvana it is heavenly because when you go other places you realize wait a minute this is a great place with a great opportunity for great revival why am I focusing on stuff that really doesn't matter let's focus on souls hallelujah praise God amen God! We're welcoming Brother Jerry Rowley from Laurel, Mississippi.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting texts. And so I go outside. We have. It, are, uh, oh, 50, yeah,
1: 50,000. Already 50,000. Woo, let's stand to our feet and let's rejoice. That's the first 50,000 that they've already tabulated. Let's give God praise. You, you are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God bless you. To be seated, brother Jerry Rowley from Laurel, Mississippi.
0: So I just got a text that said that was pretty crazy. I'm like, what? They said six just got baptized at the church in Laurel. Thank God, we're revivals happening in our world. So real quick, while they're tabulating that, let me tell you. Let me tell you a story about revival. You know, it, it, takes, it takes resources to have revival. We all know that. These lights and this facility and everything, it takes, it takes money for all this to operate. So a few years ago, I met a young man by the name of Clay Smith. He pastored Salem Baptist Church about a mile and a half from where I live. And he was a sincere young guy, sharp, been to seminary uh, and, and was doing really good. And he, he, was, he was just a fine guy. Everybody liked him. He spent 12 years pastoring at Salem Baptist Church in Bay Springs, Mississippi, and he was teaching, he was teaching an ag class at a, at a in a public school system, and he met a Pentecostal preacher named Ken Hickman, and over lunch, him and Ken Hickman started comparing theology, and of course, y'all know how that turned out. Brother, Brother Hickman had the truth, and Brother Smith was, he was a good guy, but he wasn't quite there yet. But he was open, and he was receptive, and he was responding to it. And let me just condense the story down. He seen the revelation of the oneness of Godhead, the, the need and the necessity to get baptized in Jesus' name, and, 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 and the necessity of being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, let's stand and let's celebrate 100,000. Praise God. Thank
1: God for God's goodness and his greatness. Ha, ha, ha thank you. We worship you. We magnify you. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Now for the rest of the story.
0: So, he, he gets baptized in Jesus' name. He receives the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he's so excited. So he goes back to Salem Baptist Church and he tells them, he said, if I can show y'all something in the scriptures, the, ba- the Bible truth, will y'all be happy to accept it? Amen, pastor. He said, we all need to be baptized in Jesus' name. That was the same exact response he got. They were like, wait, wait a minute, what's going on? I've got the proof. And he started teaching it. He taught one Wednesday night for about an hour. He taught on, on the oneness of God and the necessity of, of being baptized in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and, and a few people come up and say, man, I'm glad we got a pastor that's willing to stand up for what? in the Bible and not be going by man's traditions and all that. But Saturday came, and they had a work day, a church work day. And this was a successful little Baptist church. And, and he said, I knew I was in trouble when my deacons didn't show up. And he said, well, long after that, I got a text message. He said, we need to meet with you, Pastor. He said, well, I got something going on with my family today. Can we meet Sunday out at the church? They said, we need to meet with you today. Long story short, he lost his license, he lost his church, he lost 12 years of investment, the only place his wife and kids had ever went to church. He lost all of that over the gospel's sake. But you know what? He didn't cry, he didn't get upset, he didn't do anything. He moved back to his home. And when he gets back to his home, he he, he just goes back to work. He he starts visiting Pentecostal churches and he wound up in a church in Columbia, Mississippi. And 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 his wife got the Holy Ghost and she got the revelation of holiness and separation from the world and got all of that. And they started living for God and serving God and, 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 and uh, he's now an ordained Pentecostal preacher, and, and he came.
1: 200,000, come on, stand to your feet. Let's sing the Lord together. God, you're worthy. Multiply it. We give to you thanks, and we praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Woo! Praise
0: God. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Lord. You can be seated now for the rest of the
0: rest of the story. So, so last Sunday night, last Sunday night, he came to the Rock Church in Laurel, Mississippi, and he, and he walks to the pulpit, and he opens his Bible, and he starts preaching. And when he starts preaching, I lean over to one of the young men sitting on the platform, and I said, we have got a Baptist preacher in our pulpit. He sounds exactly like a Southern Baptist preacher, but he is preaching the truth. You know what? People got the revelation that night and said, we want to get baptized. Tonight he's preached while I'm out, and they are baptized six people tonight. I don't know who they are. They're supposed to be texting me who they are, but people are getting baptized in Jesus' name. Hey, don't tell me it's too late to have revival. All you got to do is facilitate it. All you got to do is keep the lights on. All you got to do is keep singing. Keep shouting. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness.
1: We celebrate your greatness. We give to you praise, and we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is that all? No, it's not all. Well, you've got to come up with some more stories. You can be seated. All right. Yeah. <laughs> was, how many would agree? That's a pretty good story, right? Praise God. <laughs> Amen. And now Brother Jerry Rowley for another story.
0: So that's what's happening on the revival front. So you know what happens with all this and with the school? We have a school. We opened up, open up our first year with uh, with the maximum. We had all the students we could have. We couldn't have any more. We didn't have any more room. So we got the, we got the, the, the vision and we wanted to add about 18 more thousand square feet to our current facility. It'll give us 58,000 square feet under one roof. School, church, daycare, gym, the whole nine yards. And so... I, I I I I'm like we can do it, and uh, but you know we just got to have the money. That's all it is is money, and so uh, one of the new men that just got the Holy Ghost, he has a civil engineering business. He he came to me, he said, Pastor, he said this is he said this is what God gave me, and he said he said every job that I've been build bidding since I got in church, he said I've been adding above tithe, above offering, above missions, all that. He said I've just been adding money to it so that we could do project Come on, stand to your feet. Let's thank the Lord together.
1: We're going to do better than last year. Hallelujah. God's going to help us do better than last year. We're almost there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, that almost made, made me want to shout like those guys in Zambia. They know how to do it. Praise God. You can be
0: seated. This is a really good story here. So y'all keep giving, I'll keep telling you good stories. So what happens? So so he said, I've been, I've been adding to every bid. I've been putting things in for the church. And he said, so when the, when you get everything ready, he said, my company is going to put in the foundation. He's, and, and so we already had the number. We knew what it was going to be, $150,000. He said, no problem. I'll do it. You give me the green light. You give me the plans, and it'll be done immediately. He said, I'll do it. $150,000, he said, I'm giving it to the church. Well, guess what? That ain't the end of the story because whenever he started... Hallelujah, come on, let's celebrate. Praise God, you need to get to your feet.
1: I'm telling you, you could be seated. Those folks in Zambia would offend some of y'all when they start dancing. It took me by surprise too, a little bit. Is that all? No, they're still adding. No, you're sad. Okay,
0: they're still adding. We're gonna do. We're gonna do more. How many we can get to 400? How many believe we can get to 400? How many willing to give a little bit more to get to 400 if we need to? So, so he he he's he's committed. He's committed to that. So he he gets a call. He gets a call. He said, "You know what?" He said, "He, he, he said, Pastor, I, I'll do that." He said, "I tell you what, I want to do." He said, "I want to do that, and I'm going to start doing it every job." So he got an opportunity. One of the local car dealerships. They own several different. Whoa.
1: Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah! Come on, let's lift up our hands. tally? Praise God. Hallelujah. $422,972 has been pledged. Last year, when we walked away, there was 50,000 that came after the actual service. So that number is not a fixed number. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to thank God together. Why don't you clap your hands and thank the Lord together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Why don't you step out of the pew where you are. Walk down here into the well. Let's finish this service with a celebration of God's power, anointing, and ability. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to baptize Brad Perkins. You know, sometimes you're not really sure about a person when they start coming to church and he came to us some time ago. He came out of prison. Hello. Brad was in prison for almost 20 years. <laughs> and so sometimes when people come out they come to church, you're just not real sure, are they really gonna stick? He has not missed a service. He has been faithful. He has been committed. God is doing things in his life and we thank God for Brad. Amen. Hallelujah. And we we want to Amen. We want to pray for him that God continues to bless him. He is trying to get to his father who's very very sick and he's going to baptize his father as soon as he can. His father has some major major health situations in his life and so he's trying to do that. He is he's teaching Bible studies. He's discipling others. His attitude is awesome. His spirit is right, and I believe God's going to continue to use him. Let's pray together for Brad. Savior, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and your greatness, and we honor you and thank you. Standing before you, we see that you're a God that is still in the, in the business of doing signs, miracles, and wonders. 20 years of being incarcerated But tonight in this house, we are baptizing him in Jesus' name. And we are giving you thanks because you're a God that knows how to do what no other can do. We give you glory and we give you praise and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Brad Allen Perkins, we baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. (laughs)